Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Thank you to Ryan Treasure, EVP at Voice America, for doing my wonderful voiceover intro. Thank you, Ryan. This is Radio Red. Happy to be here. We have three dedicated, fascinating creatives for you today, and that's what we're going to be talking about. But before I introduce my... Oh, everybody, wave hello to Facebook. We're live on Facebook. Hello. Hello, hello Facebook. There we go. Okay. Now, we have our usual. We have to do a countdown, one, two, three, and then hello to LLL. I'm going to ask my guest. So one, two, three. Hello, L. Come on, join me. Hello, L. That's right. And LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And our second most loyal <laughs> listener is Rico. Rico Lamoureux is our second most loyal listener because he listens every week and he sends me comments. And Laura lives in Whitestone, New York, and I'm taking a pretend GoFundMe campaign to help her move to London, Victoria, because London starts with L and so does lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener, and Whitestone is W. So I haven't raised enough money yet, but one of these days, Laura, will get you to move to London. You'll be very happy now that all the mandates are off. So we'll be fine. So this is a show about creativity, about being empowered to be creative, and I'm hoping my guests, I know they will inspire you, they'll entertain you, they might educate you a little bit, and I hope you come away with some good thoughts about what it means to be creative, and it doesn't mean you can draw a straight line or you can draw a perfect circle. That's not what creativity is all about. So let me tell you a little bit about who my guests are. By the way, it's March 7th. It's the 66th day in 2022 of the Gregorian calendar. Shout out to Gregory, Gregorian, Greg, whatever your mommy called you, we still use your calendar we appreciate you and the western zodiac sign is still pisces february 19th to march 20th any of my guests are pisces rico wave if you're a pisces yes no no victoria is a pisces victoria what's the date of your birthday may i ask march 10th oh my goodness it's this week we'll have to do a shout out i'll try not to sing i don't want to spoil it <laughs> the colors are mauve lilac purple violet and sea green i don't know how sea green got in there with the mauve lilac and purple but it did and your strengths are compassionate artistic intuitive gentle wise and musical and we'll just leave it there so there you go so let me tell you who everybody is brenda miller is with us brenda wave hello please brenda is a serial entrepreneur Brenda only has 21 businesses. Brenda, I, I wish you would get something going here and do something with your life. 21 businesses. I don't think I've ever met somebody with as many businesses. She's the founder of The Kid Code, spelled just like it sounds, and the author of the books The Kid Code and Blessing Mistakes. And Brenda, we're going to be hearing from you in a minute. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to hear, have you here. I met you at the Publicity Summit, same as Rico and Victoria. And Rico Lamoureux, I hope I'm pronouncing it the French way. Is that okay, Rico? Lamoureux? I, I just like the way that sounds. I took French. now I watch a lot of French detective shows with the with the uh, captions on, and I listen to the pronunciation. I I try to remember what it was like to speak fluent French. Rico Lemaire first tried telling his own stories in grade school, and he continued. And today he's as passionate about the art and the craft of storytelling writing stories that engage, excite, and enlighten. And I have one of Rico's books. You kindly sent me one of your eBooks, and it is just amazingly well-written, Rico. You had me at page one, and by page three, you had killed a whole bunch of people, the character, and I said, how did I get from there to there in just five pages? So you did it. You, you, you snagged me in. You engaged me. You intrigued me. You enlightened me. 
I couldn't stop reading the descriptions of what had happened because it was so fast. Wonderful writing, Rico. We'll be talking to you more. And those of you watching on Facebook, Rico is is going to be muting a lot because he's got a two-year-old child with him in the room, and we're going to make sure that we hear Rico and not too much of the baby. But Rico, when you do unmute, when you introduce yourself in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you the name of your child. So we will welcome that that person with us. Thank you very much. And Victoria Wick is with us. Victoria, I also met at the summit. Interesting story. Victoria came with her family, immigrated to the U.S. from South Korea with $30. That's three zero. That's three tens. That's 31s. That's not a lot of money. She has, in the intervening years, built a multi-million dollar jewelry business. Not only that, Victoria is a novelist. I applaud you. When the, when the book comes out, she promised to send me a copy. And she hosts the Million Dollar Passion podcast. And Victoria, I think that's a title everybody in the listening audience would like to aspire to, the Million Dollar Passion. Yes. And we'll talk about that. So, Victoria, thank you very much. So let's go around the table and have everybody introduce themselves more formally. Brenda Miller, I'm going to put you on full screen speaker view so everybody on Facebook can see beautiful you. And see, if you move just to your right a little bit, they can see the cover of your book. There you go, The Kid Code. Lovely. So, Brenda, welcome. And let's hear more about who you are. Go ahead and welcome. Thank you so much, Red. This is a wonderful opportunity to join you with this roundtable. So yes, I am Brenda Miller, and I am the founder, as Red said, and the author of The Kid Code and four other books. And one is in Hollywood being written for the screen right now. That one's for kids. I'm really excited about that. And it's to help parents and kids with kid chaos and teachers with classroom clashes, (laughs) and also to turn the workplace woes into workplace wisdom. And then my last one is to meet and defeat a bully. So, and it's all done by self-regulating back to well-being when any upset arises. So I taught conscious conflict resolution in six countries, but most important to me, Red, I made this amazing discovery and I lost my belly laugh. And I wondered, I watched kids because, you know, they still had theirs. And I wondered, could I get mine back? So I started observing kids and I noticed if I sat down and played Mm. with them in a sandbox, they didn't register and they weren't informed by Mm skin color, body size, status in the community, nothing. They were naturally inclusive and creative and playful and they had their belly laugh. And I realized, wow, that's my nature. That's all our nature too. So I made a lifelong study out of how do we get back to that nature? That's what my work's all about. Brenda, that's wonderful. And and we've often heard that schooling, uh, formal institutionalized education, kills the creativity in kids. We hear that. But I'm glad you brought out that kids, they're unfiltered in terms of what makes them laugh, what makes them cry, what makes them sing, what makes them hug. They don't have a lot of those filters, those facades that we as, as adults have been instilled in us. So I'm glad you brought that out. And thank you so much. And there's a wonderful testimonial from the one and only Jack Canfield in the intro to your book. And he says it's one of the most special, the most wonderful parenting book he's ever read and your workbook. So congratulations, Brenda. Appreciate that. Thank you for being with so much more to learn from you. Let's go to Rico. Rico, it's time to unmute. And I want to know who the baby is. Tell us who is your baby. Okay. His name is Journey Teller Lamaru. And I was trying to get him over here, but he's not coming, but I got him a new toy. So hopefully it's keeping him busy right now. So please introduce yourself, Rico. Okay, so um, yes, um, I am Rico Lamaru, and um, I've been a storyteller pretty much all my life. Um, I've faced quite a few obstacles in life, and storytelling has really helped me get through that. And so it's no wonder I became a storyteller. And I'm a multi-genre author, actually. 
So um, I enjoy writing in different genres because I feel it's kind of confining just to write in one. But nowadays, I'm pretty much concentrating on my crime thriller series. And so, yes, storytelling is my absolute passion and outlet for creativity. And I'm um, really honored here to be on your show because I listen every single week and I really enjoy it. You are very, very kind. And, and Journey Teller Lamoureux, is that your That's your right. Wow. How did you come up with that name? That's we, fascinating. You see, my wife and I, and by the way, she's not here. We're fighting to get her home. And that's why it's just Journey and I. Um, she, um, she live, she's from a different country and we're fighting to get her home. But um, yeah, we, we wanted to come up with a name kind of like Storyteller. And so we, but not so obvious and everything is something that sounded nice. And so we came up with Journey Teller. That's, that's lovely. Well, if that isn't creativity, I don't know what is. <laughs> Journey Teller Lamar, what a beautiful name. Thank you. Wow. Yes, I, I, I agree with you, Brenda. That is an absolutely lovely name. So thank you for sharing that and, and tell Journey he's, it's a boy, right? Journey yep. is welcome. Welcome to come on the screen and wave hello at any time. This is a okay. very family-friendly show. So I'm going to go now to Victoria Wick. Victoria, I love to hear your story. I know just a little bit about you. I was so intrigued when I met you at the Publicity Summit and can't wait to hear more from you. So, Victoria, go ahead. So as you said, uh, my parents brought me here. Uh, they brought uh, the whole family here when I was young. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I'm still young. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, anyway, uh, what I lost at that time was uh, a connection with my parents because, you know, they worked two jobs each. Um, so when I grew up, I really wanted to spend that time with my my children. You know, I didn't want to leave them with nannies or other siblings. So I started my little company um, creating jewelry. And I figured, Red, that I was never going to be very successful anyway. So I might as well just do what I really love to do and spend some time because, you know, I wasn't going to be, be a, I was very, very hopeless at that time. But as you know, if you read my story that I actually uh, did overachieve my dream, my dream was just to be able to buy a used car and be able to pay my own rent. Um, I did that. And then, and then I pursued my real dream, which was to uh, tell stories. <laughs> so I wrote a fiction and a self-help book. Um, and I'll tell you, I used to see the world through books because I was such a curious person. So I ended up writing one, uh, a fiction, and then I ended up write, writing the, you know, the self-help book to help other women spend their, you know, pursue their, um, I guess, personal dreams, which is to spend a lot of time, personal time with, the, with their families or herself, and also still have all your career, career dreams come true. So that's my one minute story. Well, I want to know a little more. How did you get started in jewelry design, Victoria? How did you start that business? And tell us just a little bit about your podcast, The Million Dollar Passion. That's what we want to know more about. Go ahead. Yeah. So I started my uh, jewelry business because that's, you know, I was always, my family's history goes back to the year 1310, which is very common in Asian, Asian families. And uh, I wondered why in America, jewelry was sold mostly for status you know, it really wasn't sold on style or heirloom quality. So I felt that there was a void there. And I thought I could be very good at that because, you know, great pieces told stories, you know, milestone uh, events that happen in your family. So I'd like to think that I help people celebrate their most important moments in their lives. They come to me for those, you know, weddings, anniversaries and all that. Uh, regarding my podcast, um, I really want to help other people. You know, you don't even have to be creative, but just pursue your passion, what's in your heart and just let it go 
and then combine that with your purpose. And you're going to, you'd be amazed what you can accomplish with just that, you know, don't just chase the money because that's just not fun. (laughs) (laughs) fun. I tried that that before. It wasn't fun. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. Thank you all for your introductions in your bios. I used to read bios of my guests on the air and I figured, why, why would I sit here and read? I want, we want to hear you. We want to see you. We want to feel your passion and your emotion for what you've accomplished in life. Let me ask a couple questions around the table before we go to the opening quotes that you also generously sent me. Brenda, do you wake up every morning and say, I'm Brenda Miller and I'm a creative person. I'm going to do something creative today. Do you have that, that thought or is it just, I'm going to do whatever is in my heart, whatever is in my mind? What's your thought of overview of creativity? Brenda? It is that, well, surprisingly enough, Red, the more of these strategies that I did to uncover my nature, the more creative I became. And then I realized that uh, creativity is such a big part of our nature. In fact, one of my favorite speakers, uh, an American author, Guy Finley, he says, um, thinking is only good for three things. And that is practical planning, uh, finding out the truth, and creativity. Other than that, it's stories from memory and so on. And as I did more and more of this work, in fact, I never let an upset go by. I make sure that if an upset rises, I, I get to the root of it and it dissolves and then back into my nature, which is naturally creative. So to answer your question, um, it just comes naturally. And I sit quietly and say, I wonder what parents would like to know. And I wait and answers come. And uh, it seems like I'm never, ever out of work because I always have like many books on the go. <laughs> and your 21 businesses, that's a testament to your creativity. Can you just tell us briefly, what are some of those many businesses? What do you yeah, do? So Red, uh, actually, I don't own 21 anymore. This is my 21st. As I, uh, well, actually, I walked out of my house when I was 16 years old, my family home with holes in my moccasins and said to my dad, I am going to be a millionaire by the, by the time I'm 30. <laughs> you know, the arrogance of the young. And well, that was me. And I moved into a condemned building. And um, so started from there. And yeah, so uh, I'm not involved in that many businesses anymore. My main businesses are are this, I have kid code teachers, and uh, I write, and I have a private practice. I speak also, but um, they they were a lot to do with kids, a lot to do with energy in Western Mm -hmm. Canada. And um, as you know, I had a daycare with 90 kids. Well, in those days, that was the thing. Now it's not so much anymore, but it was absolutely beautiful to see 90 kids. You know, we had quite a bit of space and um, they taught me so much. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that. Rico, time to unmute. Let's see what Journey decides to do in the background, Journey. I can never forget Journey Teller Lamaru. I'm going to tell Journey I'm saying it in French. Want to say hi? Oh, hello, Journey. Hi. Oh, what a beautiful boy. Thank you. Oh, thank you. you. He's, he's, two, he's almost three, so he has a little, you know, he has his own agenda. <laughs> well, that's just fine. So do you wake up every day and say, I'm Rico Lamaru and I'm going to be creative today? Or what, what, what's your relationship with creativity that you're aware of, Rico? Well, no, I don't really wake up and say it. I wake up and feel it. And so I feel a deep desire for creativity. And I'm not really, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel whole unless I am, do something creative. And, um, you know, I've studied, I studied different 
things that made me the storyteller I am today. For example, I was a martial artist in the 90s. So I studied a martial art and that actually helps me with my crime thriller writing, for example. But yeah, um, that is artistic and creative as well. And then um, I studied some acting and then there's always this actual storytelling. And so, yeah, it's just the most fulfilling thing besides my small family, of course, the most fulfilling thing to me is um, story, both um, absorbing great storytelling and being able to storytell. And so that creativity, if I don't go a day with, if I go a day without it, I really don't feel whole. So it's really important to me. Always has been. Interesting. And how did you hone your craft? Because you're right. May I read just a little bit from the opening of this book? Right, sure. Calling? Was, is thank that you. okay? I've got, thank you. I've got it in front of me. Everybody just bear with me for a second. So here is, here's the opening. I wanted to be left alone. That's all in caps, but surrounded by others to wander amongst a sea of people yet not be bothered by a single one. This hustle and bustle of the mass has helped distract my mind from drowning in the torment of the individual thought of having just lost all that I had ever hoped for. Balancing on the razor's edge between grief, anger, and a numbness that can end all will, this self-medicated delusion of trying to avoid the pain kept me from taking my steps out onto one of the many intersecting tracks of Los Angeles Union Station. The central nervous system of the West Coast has always been a place of wonder for me. Countless strangers coming from who knows where and going to places I would often imagine. Sometimes I'd look up at the arrivals and the departures, the footfall shuffling random conversations as the boards would reveal one locale after another. San Francisco, Seattle, Portland. Landmarks and cityscapes pictured in my mind's eye. Standing in a dozen different places at once while never leaving this train hub. How one minute a platform would be flooded with travelers, the next dead, as if every living soul had been wiped off the face of the earth. What do you think? Victoria, Brenda, is that? Rico, I hope I did justice to it, dear. Oh, you did a wonderful job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm honored to be. Victoria, you want to say something? What, well, what's first it? of all, the writing was superb. Thank and you. Then, and then read, you read it. Like it, like this was, you know, happening. So, because a lot of times people, people cannot narrate, you know, somebody else's work like that. So, both kudos to both of you. But yeah, Thank I love you. Writing. Yes. You're very kind. He's there's a power, and and the scene changes so quickly. Brenda, what do you think of his writing? We're doing a book review here, Rico. Sorry, <laughs> Brenda, what do you think? Just captivated from the first word to the last word. Just beautiful, Rico. Thank you so yeah. much. And and you you told us who this person was just a little a little snapshot a little slice of their life without telling us too much it was seen it was said it turns out the person is twenty one years old and that's given in a couple paragraphs later but it's quite amazing and there's a lot of texture and a lot of context that's added very quickly Rico I'm a fan please mm-hmm. count me as as one of your fans that thank you so awesome. much and I thank love you. what you said about absorbing storytelling and writing stories. That's very interesting. I haven't heard that before. Victoria, it's your turn. Creativity. Well, all, do you wake? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say with Rico, you know, I'm an avid, avid reader. I read about 30 to 50 books mm. every, every year. Um, so I read about, you know, one a week when I'm not, when I'm on vacation. I mean, seriously, I read a lot of books and I'm especially fond of uh, crime thrillers like Michael Connelly, you know, all these people. So uh, I think you did a great job. So I hope you, you know, this book sells really well. 
Now, getting back to your question about, and I don't, I, I, I'm a little different than probably both of you because I actually have to produce, like this month, I was asked to uh, produce a hundred different designs by a certain date because um, I'm they're trying to launch a new collection for me and I'm, I'm on TV, so those TV schedules don't move. You know, I'm on a shopping TV network called Shop HQ. So what happens is you have to design by a certain date. So when you have a deadline like that, it's really hard to figure if you're really creative or not. <laughs> you just want to get some sleep, you know? Touche. Uh, but I think that um, I don't really feel like I'm creative. I, I would like to think that I'm a very curious person. Okay. Um, I'm a very curious person. And, um, you know, I don't really, because I see so many creative people all around me all the time. You know, they're not, maybe they're not famous. Maybe they haven't made it. Like like Rico, for example, he hasn't made it yet. But I, I just see so much great creativity all around me that it's hard. Um, I just think that I don't measure up to, you know, that. So. Really? That's interesting. Victoria, tell us a little bit about your jewelry design. What kinds of materials do you use? What colors do you favor? What size pieces are they? Are they necklaces? Are they drops? Are they bracelets, rings, yeah, it's, uh, belts? Uh, what do you do? So I have uh, over 15,000 styles that are copyrighted. You know, I, I, my career goes back 30 years. And so you don't I think you're creative? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just redefined the word. The word is Victoria Wick. Go ahead, dear. <laughs> so, um, I for, for colored gemstones, for example, I love working with textures. I love working with uh, unusual color combinations, and I find my uh, really my inspiration from nature. So, you know, when you look at a sunset or a sunrise, it, you know, no two sunsets and sunrises are the same. Mm -hmm. You know, wherever you go, they're all different and they, yeah. some are mauve, some are, you know, very orange. You, you, I work with that a lot. So mother nature to me is the greatest artist of all. So I like to manipulate that, you know, little critters here and there and um, work with that. And as far as my jewelry collections go, it's on shop HQ. And, you know, I try to really create those memorable pieces mm -hmm. that are timeless. And the way I do it is Timeless pieces can be really boring and boredom really bores me. <laughs> you know? So if you add something like a little butterfly or a hummingbird or a bee or, you know, anything like ocean type of waves, they've been here billions of years. So my interpretation of that may be very unique today, but those themes don't ever go out of style. You know, they'll be here for another billion years. So uh, that's kind of, you know, my thing. And are we talking about necklaces? We're talking about belts? Oh, yeah. About necklaces. What are the pieces? Yeah. Necklace, earrings, uh, pendants. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? I forgot to mention this. Um, so the New York Times Square ball, the, the ball that drops um, every mm -hmm. year, you know. So I helped them restore the old one because, the, you know, in 1999, when the new ball came, it became, it became digitalized. The old one um, had 16,000 Swarovski rhinestones on it. So they had tasked me to uh, do something with that old ball. So I did a whole merchandising uh, program for that at the millennium, you know, during the 1999 to 2000. So I get the VIP passes every year and I got right on top of the, of, of where the ball actually drops. So, you know, I mean, things like that, I get commissioned work, which will be, you know, very unusual that way. Um, sometimes my collections would be earrings, pendants, bracelets, rings, hundreds, thousands of them. And I do them in gemstones. I do some of them in diamonds, some of them in simulated diamonds so that everyone can have their price points. Lovely. Can you show us something before the show is over since we're visual on Zoom? Do you have anything? 
there. I'm gonna have to show it to you. I'm, I'm gonna have to pull it on my phone because I'm okay. That's fine. No, no pressure. No hurry. We have a lot more to cover, so that's fine. I would, yeah, I would just love to see something, right, Brenda and Rico? We we yes, love to see yes, some examples. Yes. yes, you've got us all very, very intrigued. I was just commenting to Gabe, our engineer. What a lovely panel! What wonderful people! I I always have good guests, but there's something special about the three of you. You've touched me. Uh, there's a um, I don't know. There's a, a generosity of spirit and a uh, a creative love of creativity that I'm sensing from all three of you. And I love the fact that you're all three doing it so differently. That's what I like. And as you all know, when I go to the summit and I'm going to another one in a couple of weeks, the publicity summit, I just book dates. I fill dates. I don't say, oh, Rico would go with, and Victoria would be a good panel. And let me see, Brenda, where wipe could have, I just book dates. Are you available? You're available. And, and look at what happens. Look at the magic that happens when I bring three people who have nothing to do with each other together and look at the energy and look at the spirit we're getting from all three of you. So thank you. So while Victoria is doing that, I, what I'd like to do is go to the quotes. Now to my listeners, our viewers on Facebook, if you are new to the show, you'll, you don't know if you're been around for a while as Rico has, you'll know that I asked my guest to send me a fictional quote from a movie or TV character or a song lyric that has nothing to do specifically with creativity. I do this on my, my alter ego is a business radio producer and host and my business guests do the same thing. And I'm going to read a little bit of the quote, a little bit of background and see what it means to each of them in terms of why they picked the quote and how it does speak creatively to them. So Brenda Miller, you sent us a quote from, oh my goodness, Rocky played by Sylvester Stallone <laughs> to Adrian played by Talia Shire. Rocky II, 1979 American sports film. I can't believe they called it a sports film. It's just so much more than that. Written, directed, and starring Sylvester Stallone. The final scene in Rocky II in which Rocky yells, here it is, yo, Adrian, I did it. <laughs> Is, I hope I didn't butcher that. Is considered one of the most iconic quotes in sports film history. Yo, Adrian, I did it. He's all sweaty and knocked, almost knocked out, but he got up off the mat and he won. So, Brenda Miller, how'd you pick this quote and what does it have to do with creativity? Talk to me. I picked this quote, Red, because it, to me, it means um, connection. He had to connect to make it matter. And I noticed my whole life as I would try to um, work with employees to make our businesses really wonderful, something special out of each one of those businesses, that the more I would connect with them, the more creative they became. Because when we're connected with someone, we will support them. Very, very interesting. That's lovely. That's absolutely lovely. And I was thinking, I was interpreting it, and I know this wasn't what you did, but it's, it's. I did it. I, I had a goal. I had a dream. I had a passion. I made it happen. I'm, I'm a successful businesswoman. I have invented the kid code. I am teaching teachers to do this. I am helping children around the world. I am helping with conflict resolution. So I see that as Brenda Miller saying, yo, Adrian, I did it. I did it. Can we go that far? Brenda, will you allow me that? Yes, and I'd also thank you for it. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> okay, Let's, you're very sweet. You're very kind. Let's go to Rico Lemereux. And Rico has sent us a quote. Oh, this is so beautiful. The character is Frank Ab Abnail Sr., played by the wonderful Christopher Walken. The movie, of course, is Catch Me If You Can, 2002 American Biographical crime film it also well it starred leonardo dicaprio tom hanks christopher walken martin sheen amy adams jennifer gardner james brolin malachy throne and natalie by what a cast 
And it's the based on the autobiography of the character who allegedly, before his 19th birthday, performed cons worth millions of dollars by posing as a Pan Am. Anybody remember the day of Pan Am? It was an airline, yes. Pan, I have a Pan Am travel bag. World Airline Airways pilot. He portrayed a Georgia doctor. He portrayed a Louisiana parish prosecutor. And the truth of his story is questionable. Spielberg's DreamWorks bought the film rights to the book in 1997. And here we are. So here's the quote. And Rico... Now that I know you and I've read some of your book, I'm not surprised you picked this quote. Everybody listen up. Maybe Rico wrote this. I don't know. Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse wouldn't quit. He struggled so hard that eventually he churned that cream into butter and crawled out. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second mouse. Sorry if I got a little Stallone in there. (laughs) I was so carried away. I I love to do cold reads. I really love them. Rico, how did you pick this? It's beautiful. Go ahead. Well, yeah, it always stuck with me because to me, you know, I've, I've faced a lot. Um, my, I had a rough childhood. And then later on, I had two life-altering health conditions and that I had to adapt to. And so to me, you know, I had to really turn that into butter, you know, and, 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 and get through it and persevere. And through that you can do it i mean a lot of creativity comes out of that as well because you know you're 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 experiencing this truth even if it's hardship you're experiencing it and creativity comes out of it and so your your work is even more in alignment with truth because you you've went through this and you've survived it and, and you you've persevered on and so that's why that's why the quote uh, really stuck with me Thank you. It was lovely. It was lovely. Journey is being very vocal right now, and that's fine. I'm glad we're getting some time to hear you speak, Rico. Really appreciate that. Rico, do you want to share some of your health challenges so people can appreciate it, or would you rather not? I'll leave that up to you. Uh, Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. I I, I muted again. Um, Sure. No problem. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Well, when I was um, 18, I had uh, kyphosis surgery. And so um, they, my, my spine was starting to curve over and they said, if it, they didn't stop it, it could crush my internal organs. And so they said, you're also, you're young. And so your body can handle the recovery time better. So we recommend you have it. So they went in from the side and took out a disc. And then two weeks later, they went straight down the back and fused a metal rod to the spine to stop it from continuing to curve over. And the other life altering condition um, I've had to adapt to is when I was 16, I went bl- totally blind in my um, my left eye due to acute retinal necrosis. It's, it attacks the retina. And then about 11 years later in my mid 20s, when I was, well, maybe in my prime, <laughs> it started to attack my right eye. And so um, they identified that it came back um, from being dormant. And so they put me in the hospital immediately and tried to fight it off for two weeks with intravenous medication. And so it left me legally blind in that one. And so um, I'm thankful that I'm still functional at this time, especially since it's only my son and I right now. But um, yeah, it's a lot of adapting to get through. But, um, you know, like I said before, um, the silver lining is that it makes my writing even more truthful. Thank you very much, Rico. And I have a question for you that some of our viewers and listeners may be wondering. And the question is, how do, when you write, are you dictating your novel into a, a speaker, into a recorder? Are you actually typing since you have uh, you're challenged with your vision? I'm just curious because you will inspire a lot of people if you talk about how you're a writer. 
who is vision impaired, if I can say that. So can you just share that with us? Sure. Um, yeah, I started off just writing for many years. I just did paper and pen because I could not even afford a laptop or anything. And um, I, I lived in my wife's country. She's from a third world country. I lived there for nearly 20 years. I lost my youth over there because <laughs> it's very stressful. But um, I would go to internet cafes when I can't could to type it up. Um, and then let's see, I, I finally um, got a laptop and then I finally got a hold of speech dictation software. So that really helps. So I got I think it's called dragon speaking. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I'm able to do use the speech dictation software now to to write when I can. I'm very busy with my son nowadays. And then um, also I use Speechify to read the the words back. And so I use Speechify for that so that once I'm after I do the speech dictation and then I can go back and when I edit and such, I, I use the speech Speechify to read it to me. So because my eye gets pretty strained pretty fast when I'm on the internet. So I can't, and that that's tough when it comes to marketing the books and stuff, but I, I, I just deal with the limitations, but that's my process really. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. See, that's inspiring that you didn't let that stop you. You're still writing and you're writing beautifully and you're writing voraciously and vociferously and you're doing it. And that's, that's a creative approach to a limitation that helps people say, wow, if he can do it, what's holding me back? Thank you, Rico. I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. Deep, deep breath, Red. Here we go. And let's go to Victoria Wick. Victoria has sent us a beautiful quote from the song by the late, very lovely, very talented singer, Whitney Houston, 1988, and the ballad is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One Moment in Time. It was written by Albert Hammond and John Bettis, produced by somebody named, last name Walden. For that, I don't know if everybody knows this, for the 1988 Summer Olympics held in Seoul, South Korea. It was released by Arista Records on August 27, 1988, as the first single from the compilation album, 1988 Summer Olympics album, colon, One Moment in Time, the soundtrack to the games. The song was Whitney Houston's number... Third number one in the UK singles chart and reached number five on the US Hot Billboard Hot 100. And the melody, I don't know if you know this, Victoria, the melody was inspired by Elvis Presley. I didn't, didn't know that. Yes, with Hammond, and Hammond is Albert Hammond, imagining it as being sung by Presley at the opening of the Olympics, and Whitney Houston sang it live at the main ceremony. Just to give credit, it was produced by Narada Michael Walden. I just had to get that in. So the line is, my finest day is yet unknown. Oh, is that lovely. Victoria, how'd you pick this one? Talk to me. I love that song. Um, I watched the Olympic, you know, the, the Seoul Olympics. I'm actually from South Korea. So, you know, it has a little bit of a connection. But, you know, when I when my parents came here, had no money. Um, I still had to keep on hoping, you know, that my day, you know, tomorrow is going to be a better day tomorrow. So my finest day is yet unknown. But then as I achieved a certain amount of success, you know, as I got my own TV show, both here in Japan, you know, and I had some really, really wonderful times, I still had to push myself that even though I had this incredible, you know, year where I was, you know, at Times Square doing all this stuff, I, I you know, worked on the, um, a lot of other just amazing work that my finest day is still unknown, yet unknown. So however successful I was yesterday, I still got to keep charging. So I feel like this is a timeless quote for anybody and everybody, um, no matter where you are in life, uh, you know, basically yesterday's a memory. Mm -hmm. And if you get the tomorrow, it will be better than yesterday. 
That's my thing. <laughs> I have I have for a brief moment, ironically, I have no words. You have stopped me in my tracks. That's not good for a radio host. It's hard to talk. do, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's hard to do. I gave I gave you that two split seconds of okay. Wow. Thank you very much, Victoria. Lovely. And now we're going to lighten the mood a little bit. And I'm going to do some celebrity birthdays. I've got six people you may or may not know, but we're going to do a happy birthday to them all. And so Brian Cranston, famous, well-known TV actor. I think he was in Breaking Bad, if I'm not mistaken. He's 65. He's finally an adult. So everybody wave happy birthday to Brian Cranston. And then uh, I think one of you might have been Victoria before we went on the air mentioned something about Fifty Shades of Grey because we were talking about the microphone yeah. or something. Yes. <laughs> and and it turns out to be, ironically, coincidentally, E.L. James, the author of the Fifty Shades trilogy and the companion novels Grey and Darker. I got partway through the trilogy and then I just lost interest, but that was okay. Uh, E.L. James is 59 today, so she's almost a grown-up. That's my level of what I call people grown-up. Wanda Sykes, comedian and actress. She was Entertainment Weekly's one of 2004 lists of 25 funniest people in America. I don't know what happened in the intervening 18 years, but there you go. So Wanda Sykes, still very much around. Rachel Weiss, W-E-I-S-Z, 51. She was in The Bourne Legacy and a lot of movies. Jenna Fisher, who played Pam Beasley on the hit NBC series The Office, 47. And you may be all familiar with this name, Amanda Gorman, the lovely young lady who gave the inauguration poem at Joe Biden's inauguration was it two years ago? I can't even remember. A year ago? A year ago. Amanda Gorman is all of 23. And I've noticed that a lot of TV ads, spoken TV ads, uh, I use uh, TuneIn on my Alexa to play different radio stations that happen to be TV stations as well. And I've noticed a lot of the advertisements are now using the style of Amanda Gorman. Isn't that interesting, Brenda? They're using that that flow of words, almost like a Chandra Rhymes show. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. You remember you would watch Scandal and you'd say, oh my God, if you blink, you're going to lose three paragraphs and miss half the story. <laughs> well, they're using this flow of words that just pile up on you and take you in different directions. And I've noticed advertisements in that style recently. And I keep wondering, is that Amanda Gorman? So I also have some very interesting people who are I have uh, uh, two Instagram stars, a TikTok star, and a rapper. And the only reason I'm bringing them up every week, no disrespect, but they have interesting names that might be a surprise. <laughs> so we're going to wish them happy birthday, okay? So we have somebody named Supa Peach. S-U-P-A, Supa Peach, is 18 years old, and I think it's a girl, a female, and she's a rapper. So happy birthday, Supa Peach. Then we have a young lady, 21, on Instagram, and her name is Whoa Vicky. Everybody get that? Whoa, <laughs> Whoa Vicky. Vicky. Okay. Whoa, Vicky. Yes. Happy birthday. And then we have a young man on Instagram named Bad Kid Trey, T-R-A-Y. Now, usually the man's name is T-R-E-Y, so I'm not sure what, but it's Bad Kid Trey. And then we have a TikTok star who's all of 54. Oh, my goodness. And his name is Squeezy. And let me spell that for you. S-K-W-E-E-Z-Y. Squeezy. I think is 54. Sorry if I got your birthday wrong. This is March. It's the national month of celery, caffeine awareness, month of crocheting, the month of noodles, and the month of umbrellas. I have no idea where they get this stuff. So today is, I'll, now raise your hand and wave if there's something you want to say about a holiday because I won't go too fast here. So today is National Flapjack Day. Does anybody remember what a flapjack is? Uh-huh. Rico does. Brenda, Rico, yeah. you want to unmute? Brenda, you've got to unmute. Tell me what is it? And Rico, unmute too. What's a flapjack, Brenda? Pancake. That's it. Rico, do you have yep, flapjacks? Pancakes. Yep. 
And I think it was probably because somebody was flipping, flipping them with a flipper and they were maybe they flapped and hit the floor. And the guy's name was Jack. Hey, flat. I don't know. It's also National Sock Monkey Day. Sock Monkey is this. It's a, a stuffed doll stuffed with socks. And they have usually red lips and long arms and legs and people put them on their bed. It's like a like a, a stuffed bunny or a rabbit. Uh, it's also National Cereal Day. That's not cereal, cereal crime thrillers, Rico. It's just cereal. I don't know what you all eat. But it's also National Alexander Graham Bell Day, and this was the day he received the patent for transmitting vocal and other sounds telegraphically on March 10th. And he said to his assistant, Mr. Watson, come here. I can see. You probably sound like it's Mr. Watson, come, come, come here. I can want to see you <laughs> through a transmitter. And Watson in the next room got the call and heard the voice, and thus the first telephone call was made. It's also National Crown Roast of Pork Day. Does anybody eat Crown Roast of Pork? Does anybody eat pork anymore? Okay, we'll leave that one alone. All right. Tomorrow is Tuesday. <laughs> it's National Organize Your Home Office Day. Anybody going to get that one going? Anybody need? Rico, do you need to organize your home office? You can just nod or if you want to. Yeah, unmute. That's fine. Yeah, I need, I need to organize everything because uh, he's like a tornado. He just goes all around every day. <laughs> I thought that might be your day. It's also National Proofreading Day. Okay, ah. that interest. It's also National Peanut Cluster Day. Does anybody eat? Pe I have trouble eating nuts right now with one of my back teeth. So I can. It's National Be Nasty Day. I don't. Oh. Know. I don't know why. I think you give yourself permission. But the main thing is, it's International Women's Day. And one year ago tomorrow, I was invited to be the kickoff speaker. I think Brenda will get a kick out of this. Uh, and, and the rest of you as well. I was invited to be the kickoff speaker, not the keynote, but the kickoff for International Women's Day for an organization called Women in Big Data, because I am an early woman in tech. I was a programmer analyst back in the mid 1970s in the key, <laughs> key punch day when when a wow. when all the data went on a yeah. a disk a disk pack that was right. this big, and I had to climb up on a step stool and drop it into a disk drive. And after my bachelor's in psychology, I earned two degrees. <laughs> in computer science, programming and operations. And they hired me at the college I attended right out of school to run a, a, a not national, to run a statewide information system. So that was my first job at 27, right after my divorce. Very, very interesting. So that's tomorrow, Tuesday. Now, March 9th is Wednesday. It's national get over it day. Does anybody have anything they want to get over? Brenda, <laughs> you got anything you want to get over? Well, I'm thinking, and yes, I'm pretty sure I do. I think so. Rico, you got anything you want to just get over? Rico, you want to unmute? Still muted, still muted. Unmute, Rico. Victoria, in the meantime, anything you want to get over? Oh, too much. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Rico, we can hear you now, dear. What do you want to get over? Anything you want to admit to? Um, well, I want to give up my, maybe my habits like drinking Coca-Cola. I need to get over that. <laughs> okay. Yes. I had a long history of that years ago and paid the price. It's National Meatball Day. And here's something we can all appreciate. It's National Barbie Day. In 1959, an 11-inch tall, they called her a bombshell blonde doll, made her debut at the American International Toy Fair in New York, designed by Ruth Handler, who was the co-founder of Mattel. I didn't know that. I'd never heard her name. Barbie was created, and here's the part I had trouble with. Barbie was created to allow girls to imagine what their lives could be like in the future. I'm sorry if I got a little carried away there. She's had many careers. She's been a registered nurse. She's been an astronaut, everything in between. And Barbie was single for two years until 61, and then everybody said, wait a minute, Ruth Handler, creator of Barbie, we need 
her to have a relationship. I can't believe this was in 1961. <laughs> so, so they made oh. Ken. They oh. made Ken. I know, I know. I don't know whose rib Ken was made from. And the question is, will he, will he ever put a ring on it? That's the question that was asked. That's pretty funny. Did anybody have Barbies? I wasn't a big Barbie fan. No. Does anybody know Barbies? Victoria, no. Barbies, Rico? I, I wasn't a big Barbie fan either. <laughs> no, I had a Ginny doll. Yeah, yeah, I had a Ginny doll with little blonde hair and I made little pigtails out of it. Anyway, it's also National Crab Meat Day and National False Teeth Day. So I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> March 10th, Thursday. Don't you love my calendar? Thursday is Popcorn Lover's Day. Who loves popcorn? Raise your hand. Anybody love popcorn? Yes, I used to be able to eat the caramel popcorn. Now it's too sweet. It's Ranch Dressing Day. I wouldn't put that on popcorn. I think that would be a tummy... No, that wouldn't be good. It's no. National Pack Your Lunch Day. Uh-huh. I wonder if people still pack their lunch. If people are going back to school, going back to the office, we will never know. It's Landline Telephone Day. Remember the um, Lily uh, Tomlin character? Remember, hello, is this a party to whom I'm speaking? <laughs> what was her name? Um, yes. Yeah, that was great. Uh, uh, Ernestine. Ernestine, the telephone operator, right? Is that a party to whom I'm speaking? Right. It's Blueberry Popover Day. Rico, do you like popovers? Do you remember what they are? Rico, you could just leave your line unmuted because I'm going to do a lot of these. So there you go. Hey. Rico, popcorn, popovers. What do you think? What's a popover? Anybody <laughs> else know? Do anybody, Brenda, you remember what a popover is? I do, but I'd Victoria. rather have a, a scone. Okay. Yeah. Victoria, what's a popover? It's, remember? It's, isn't it like the ones you toast? It's almost like a little, no, it's not. No. Popover. Well, I know what you're talking about. There was a famous, famous set of restaurants called Lorraine and Patricia Murphy in Long Island near where I lived growing up. And they had a woman who walked around with a basket with fresh popovers. A popover is where you put some kind of a, of a batter or a dough, more of a batter, into yeah. what would be a large custard cup. And when you bake it, it puffs up and makes a big hole inside. And the top is like a dome. And when they serve it to you, it's steaming hot if she gets the basket around to your table. And you cut it open, let the steam out, and you put butter inside. And it's like the shell, as though there was a muffin that's not cakey. It's more of like a bread, very thin bread-like shell. And they're delicious. And there can't be many calories because there's nothing inside <laughs> of them. So it's blueberry pop. Look up popovers. You'll all see. It's yeah, name, name tag day. You're supposed to have a name tag on, oh. on Thursday. Anybody have mm. name tags? I, I don't. My no. community asked us to get name tags when I moved here, and I didn't. I didn't want them. If people can't figure out who I am, I don't, I don't oh. want them. To, I wouldn't know what name to put on anyway. Victoria, you ever have name tags when you go to jewelry shows or anything? Oh, yeah, do? we do. We have to wear them all the time. Uh, jewelry I'm, shows are very, very strict. You know, you have to be vetted financially and all that stuff because there are robberies and things like that. Oh, that's right. That's oh. right. It's also, in case you're not going to have name tag day, it's also International Bagpipe Day. And here's one for all three of you. Thursday is the International Day of Awesomeness. So I want you all to wake <laughs> up and tell yourselves or whoever's around. Enrico, you can tell Journey Teller Lamoureux yeah. how awesome you are and how awesome he is. It's International Day. Isn't are these lovely holidays? I don't know who in the heck invents them, but I think they're cool. Friday is Oatmeal Nut Waffle Day. I've never <laughs> had, I don't. I don't think so. It's World Plumbing Day. I don't even want to know. It's, <laughs> it's Promposal Day. Does anybody know what a promposal is? No. You invite somebody to the prom in a very elaborate way. And guess who it was established by? The holiday was invented in 2011 by whom I don't know, but it was made formally established by Men's Warehouse in 2016. And guess what? They wanted to sell tuxedos, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So promposal. It's also middle name Pride Day. Rico, do you have a middle name? No, I don't. <laughs> Would you like one? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> if you could pick a middle name, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe someone, something like Aristotle. <laughs> Rico Aristotle Lemaru. I. What do you think, Victoria? Do you like that for him? I like that. I think that's. Um, I do too. Brenda, what do you think? You like that? Yeah, perfect for you, Rico. Yeah, Rico, that was good. See, this is the only you're improving now, Victoria. What middle name? Do you have a middle name? Maybe I'll go with Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria Socrates. I have a boring, yeah, I have a boring middle name. That's Lee, L-E-E. That's a beautiful name. That's Thank a you. lovely name. Victoria Lee Wick. I like that. Brenda, is there a middle name that goes with you? Well, since we're, we get to pick, I'm going to pick Confucius. Brenda Confucius Miller. Okay, <laughs> as long as people don't say she's confused, as long as that, you know, that there's, there's always that, no, which you're not, absolutely. <laughs> I, My, do, I do have a middle name. I have What's, two middle names, Anne and my maiden name, Mandeville. Brenda Ann Mandeville Miller. That's yes, lovely. That's lovely. How do you spell Mandeville? M-A-N-D-E-V-I-L-L-E? -L -L -E? That's it. How did I know? You, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. This is unrehearsed. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell you that this is my stage name for this show, a.k.a. Radio Red. So I would say a.k.a. is the first name, radio is the second name, and Red's the last name. <laughs> Just call me radio. That's my middle name. Okay. Or don't. That's fine. And let's see what Saturday is. It's Alfred Hitchcock Day. Got a lot of mysteries there. It's International Fanny Pack Day. Does anybody wear a fanny pack? Those little never, things. I never have. Tried. I do sometimes. Do you? What do you put in it? May I ask? Um, well, just mostly money on my phone if I'm, you know, going on the beach in Mexico or something like that. Very cool. Rico, fanny pack in your life? Well, I have, it's really thin and it's more like a body wallet, but it's kind of like a fanny pack. It goes under the, it goes under the shirt well, so that you can kind of conceal if you, if you have, if you have to walk around with a, quite a bit of money. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I used to have to hide my keys before cell phone days when I go to a ballroom dance and I didn't want to carry a purse and I had to hide my key. It was either down here or it was in the waistband of my, my pantyhose and my panties, but I had to figure out how to make it not fall down. Because the last thing when you're doing a tango is to have a key falling down your stockings, you know, and then, that, never mind. It's very, very awkward. Um, so now let's go to, uh, let's say we'll leave that one alone. It's ba National Bake Scallops Day. We're almost out of time. It's National Girl Scout Day and Plant a Flower Day. That Saturday, Sunday is Smart and Sexy Day. I think we could all celebrate that. It's National <laughs> Open an Umbrella Indoors Day. It's National Earmuff Day. It's getting a little warm. It was 80 degrees. It's Coconut Tort Day. And one more. Rico, you want to mute or you know what? Don't because I'm going to ask you to no, don't mute. I'm going to ask you to give your website in a minute. It's National Learn About Butterflies Day next Monday. Write your story day. Ah, Rico, it's write your story day. I'm not pointing, I'm pointing at you. There you go. And Brenda and Victoria, it's National Potato Chip Day and it's National Napping Day and it's International Day of Mathematics. So let's quickly go around the table. Oh, we've got about five minutes, plenty of time. Brenda, where do you want people to find you, my dear? Where can they find you in your, your book and your workbook and all your good stuff? Brenda? Well, I, I hope you want to find me. I want to find you. And you can find me at thekidcode.ca. T-H-E-K-I-D-C-O-D-E dot C-A, Canada. Canada. Oh, okay. All right. Very interesting. Okay. And Rico, where can people find you? You can unmute. There you go. You're good. 
Okay. Um, I'm at versatilestoryteller.com or versatilestorytellerbooks.com. Same website. Okay. And um, um, just to throw it out there real quick, um, I have a, a story up there that's free called The Ghostwriter, and that's going to tie into book number two of the Jeremy Riker series. And I also have a giveaway going on that's going to end Friday on the 11th, and someone can win the signed copy of Riker's Calling as well as a pocket knife called Spider-Co, and that relates to Riker's Calling because the antagonist in there is called the Spider-Co Killer. <laughs> Thank you, and that's VersatileStorytelling.com. Yeah, VersatileStorytelling.com. Versatile so V-E-R-S-A-T-I-L-E-S-T-O-R-Y-T-E-L-L-E-R.com, right? Right. Okay, good. Still spelling. Here you go. Victoria, <laughs> where can people find you? So they can come check out my podcast, Million Dollar Passion Podcast. Or you can also come to milliondollarpassion.com. Uh, you can also come to victoriawick.com, W-I-E-C-K. And I just want to show you. I don't yes, know. please. Yes, yeah. we can see it. Yes. Okay. Let me so let me put you on speaker view. Our, Hold on. Uh, Putting on speaker view. Go ahead. Tilt your phone a little bit the other way. Tilt it. The screen went black. Nope. The screen went black. It's gone. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Oh, beautiful. Hold it up a little higher. That's lovely. Beautiful. Any more? Yeah, tons of them. Let me just one second here. Go ahead. We just have 30 seconds for this, okay, and then I got it. These are all moonstones. They're beautiful. See? Beautiful. So, and you'll see this one. I love that because it's got the turquoise and the green. Very beautiful. fresh. Beautiful. If you want to see more. Like an actual, uh, like a rendering, this is a hand, hand-drawn rendering, like a technical drawing. Beautiful. Nice. So anyway, you can Thank uh, you. Yeah, check me out on all those places. Thank and, you. Uh, I just want to tell you, Red, uh, Red, it's just so amazing that you invited all three of us to just share this incredible time and Thank you. just have so much fun. Thank you. You're very kind. But I have to close and I want to make sure we get this all in. And I want to tell you, thank you, Victoria. You're very sweet. I used to use these on my radio show in 2014, and these are top 10 tips for women. I'm not ready to close yet, Gabe. I'm going to speed talk. Number one is aspire to be Barbie. Ha! The biatch has everything. Let's leave that there. If the shoe fits, buy one in every color. Take life with a pinch of salt and a wedge of lime and tequila. Need a support group? Cocktail hour with the girls. When life gets you down, put on your big girl panties and deal with it. Let your greatest fear in life be... There is no PMS. This is your personality. Let me lead me not into temptation. I can find it all by myself. Don't get your knickers in an <laughs> don't get your knickers in a knot. It just makes your walk funny. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade and add vodka. And every good-looking, sweet, sexy single male is someone else's ex-boyfriend. We'll leave it there. So let me do my formal closing and everybody listen up. I'll go real fast, I promise. I got one minute to go here. And don't go away. Yes, I want to take some pictures. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive slow, forgive quickly as my light goes out. Forgive quickly, kiss slowly, love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and never regret anything that made you smile. And here's my final closing. Work like you don't need the money, right, Victoria? Just work. Right, exactly. Do what your passion is, right, Brenda, right, Rico? Dance like no one's watching. They used to watch when I was teaching disco on top of a Formica table in the high school cafeteria to 250 people who wanted to learn line dancing, and I did. I didn't fall. Sing like nobody's listening, and I only hummed one moment in time. I didn't sing tonight. And love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Just get over it and let your heart grow back and regenerate. Find new ways of loving. There you go. Money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody years ago, thank you for turning me on. AKA <laughs> Radio Red, signing off. Guests, don't go away. Everybody wave bye to
Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week. Thanks again 